Hi guys, I'm Marie. And I'm Maddie. And we are here recording Lost in the Woods. Due to popular demand, we are back in the bunker. Yes. And we'll probably be here forever. It's more comfortable than the office. We have a bed to sit on. Yeah, better than an office chair. How's everybody doing today? I went paddleboarding today. I was nominated out of uh, my coworkers last night of the least likely to get kidnapped. Mm. Above Zach, too, mm. who is a 6'4 man. And so they said that he's more likely to get kidnapped yes. than you are. <laughs> well, there you have it. Oh, by the way, thank you, Anna, for informing us that we were pronouncing Ayers Rock wrong. Oh, God. What is it actually? <laughs> it That's what it is. Ayers Rock. We were saying Ayers Rock or something. We were saying it wrong. I don't know. We looked it up, though, didn't we? Well, that's what I said. I was like, we listened to like 10 different videos, but yeah. we still couldn't get it. So I think she said it's pronounced Ayers Rock. She was really nice about it, though. She was just kind of giving me a hard time. She was like, I love the way you guys pronounce it. And I was like, crap, that means we're <laughs> pronouncing it wrong. Thank you, Anna, for letting us know how to properly pronounce it. I feel like I'm still butchering it, but I think the way that you said it's pronounced Ayers Rock. Or just let me know again if I'm wrong. I don't, I know. don't know. But that was from our last episode. We apologize to all of all our Australian listeners. If you had to listen to us pronounce anything badly, we deeply apologize. We do have great listeners. I really appreciate it. Um, we also got some feedback on the black dress. Oh, yeah. What was the feedback on the black dress? I never even heard about that. Okay. So this is what somebody said. I remembered reading something about the black dress and apparently only depressed people dress their babies in dark clothing because babies are joy and happiness. They should be in bright colors. That was like the impression that she had about why the black dress wasn't appropriate in Australia. Okay. Anyway, thank you for letting us know uh, and for giving us feedback and answering our questions. We really appreciate it when you guys are like, oh, let me help you out with that or let me tell you that. All right. So today we are taking you guys to Sock Mountain. Which is in Washington. Which, if you remember correctly, we recently posted pictures on Sock Mountain because we just hiked it. And we almost died. Yeah, so remember, that's the hike that I did with my sister where I drug her along and I promised her that we wouldn't kill her and then we almost killed her. We told this story before, but... It's a few episodes back. Just go and listen to them. You'll find, you'll find the story. Today we are telling you the story of Patty Krieger. Today, we are bringing you the case of Patty Krieger, who was a 65-year-old female hiker that went missing. So, everybody loved her. She didn't seem to have issues with anybody. She was a great friend and mother. She was married to a successful real estate investor named Jason Graham. And the couple got married in 2000, but he passed away in 2006. They were very close. They did everything together. She was financially stable and setting herself up for retirement. Yeah, so she lived in a nice house. She had nice cars, things like that. Shortly after Jason died, a man named Larry shows up on the scene, right? He had been in prison when her husband died. So here's the story. Larry claimed to be an associate of Jason's, so Patty's first husband. Larry heard of his passing while he was in prison and when he was released, he came to get in touch with Patty because he claimed that Jason had asked him to take care of her if anything happened to him. There doesn't seem to be any actual evidence that Larry had known Jason. And this is my suspicion. 
Also keep in mind that I am not the most trusting person. I would definitely say cautious or nope, actually paranoid. Okay, I can live with that. But in my mind, I would assume that he got out of jail, he needed money or a place to stay, and he looked in the obituaries for a target. That would be my theory. Hmm. But that's just me. Either way, Patty soon fell for his charm. Although, this didn't seem to last very long. Nope. She told her co-workers that he had a short temper and they seemed to have a lot of issues. Yeah, one day, you guys, she was looking through a shed on her property, one that she didn't really use very often, and behind a false wall, not sure why there's a false wall in the shed, she found a huge stash of marijuana and a gun. Cool. How huge is this stash of marijuana? I don't know. It didn't really specify. Because when I think of huge stash of marijuana, I think it might be different than... What Patty thought it might be. What Patty thinks a huge stash of marijuana So we only know what Patty called it. So for Patty, a huge stash could be a quart-sized Ziploc baggie, or it could be duffel bags. So she had also bought him a Harley Davidson, and she was going through the saddlebags on the motorcycle and found another gun, which, um, that's a parole violation, by the way. If you're on parole, which he would be. I totally forgot that he's definitely on parole right now. So on October 2nd, 2010, the plan was to hike Sock Mountain. So this is in the North Cascades. It's about 4.2 miles round trip. It's 1,200 feet of elevation gain, and this trail can be hard to follow once you get to the top. Also, this hike is switchback hell. Yeah, so basically the hike starts out really pretty. There's like these switchbacks up the mountain, lots of wildflowers and things like that. Once you get to the backside of the mountain, though, is where the trail gets a little tough to follow because there are a lot of little animal trails or little trails that people have walked that are not the proper trail. So a lot of times at the top, we get to a section and then we're like, oh, we were off the main trail and we've had to backtrack almost every time that we've taken this trail. Yep. Because if you don't go past the lake, which we didn't last time because of the snow, but if you don't go past the lake, you've gone the wrong direction, but you don't know you've gone the wrong direction. The first half of the hike, impossible to get lost. You can see from the entire side of the mountain where the switchbacks are, you can see the parking lot and you can see the rest of the trail all the way down. Mm-hmm. Also, a lot of people have equilibrium problems on this trail. I have as well. I think we all have. Oh, I'm like hands on both sides of my face walking up this. Yeah, I'm looking down at the ground in front of me because the drop is so steep on it that it it does mess with your equilibrium. So keep that in mind. My sister also had a lot of issues with hers on this trail too. It was a Saturday and there would be seven people going on this hike. Okay, with them? With her. Seven people total, including her. So try to follow this. So her boyfriend, 42-year-old Larry Presley, did we mention that he was 42, by the way? Hmm. He is. How? She's 65. Okay. So a relative of his, I'm not sure what relative, but Troy Robinson, Troy's girlfriend, Nicole Gardner, Matt Robinson, and his girlfriend, Chrissy Jones, and then James Presley, And all of these people are relatives or girlfriends of relatives of Larry's. So they're all related. So I thought this was a little weird. And then I read that they were actually heading up to Sock Mountain to spread Larry's parents' ashes, who had died a few months 
previously. So then that would make sense of why everybody, like, all his... Why it's his side of the family. Or yeah, his yeah, family. Yeah. Yes. Okay. After the ceremony, they all said that Patty got emotional. She had gone down a different trail with Bear... Which is her 100-pound Rottweiler. Also, you guys, remember, Patty's husband died recently. So this ceremony for Larry's parents might have brought up some emotions in her. And that could be one of the reasons why she wandered off to get a second by herself, don't you think? Yeah, that would make sense to me. Yeah. So, I mean, rather or not she was trying to leave without the group or just get a second, that could be one thing that might have led her to need a minute to herself. So, and this is reported to be around 1.30 in the afternoon. So 1.30 p.m. when she starts walking down a different trail. So when we say a different trail, we're, this is near the top and it's not the main trail. So she's kind of like wandering off onto a side trail. And there are a lot of side trails at the top, mm. right? So they said that they called out asking her where she was going, but she didn't respond. Patty did wear hearing aids, but it's unclear if she ignored them because she was emotional or she didn't hear them. Right. So they assumed that the trail would meet up with the main trail. Large mistake. One thing about this trail is none of the side trails really meet up with the main trail. We've had to only backtrack when we need to get back to the main trail. They don't really lead up. There's also a trail that goes from the main trail down to the lake trail. And that particular trail does have more trails down there as well. But it does not meet back up with the main trail. They also assume that they would just see her in the parking lot, I guess. Right. I I think they just assume that she had a plan at this point. I'm not really sure. But when the group made it to the parking lot, Patty was nowhere to be found. It was four hours later when Larry reported her missing. In the four hours, they had went for beer and burritos. Right. Some people are get a little riled up about this. With seven people there, I'm assuming they took multiple cars, for starters. We're not sure if all of them went to get burritos and beer or if some of them went to get burritos and beer and came back. We have no idea. I don't know if everybody went or if half the group went or what they did. But they did eat burritos and drink beer during this four-hour time that they're waiting for Patty. Also, I had service the entire time on this hike also. We did have service the entire time we were on this hike. However, Patty does not have her phone. So four hours goes by from the last time that they see Patty to the time that they actually report her missing. I will tell you that when I hiked Mount St. Helens, I went down a glissade track that took me to the wrong side of the mountain. And about four and a half hours went by before I was reunited with my hiking partner that day. And I got down to the parking lot two hours before she did because she also went down the wrong track. Not the same one as me, but she... A different wrong one. A different wrong one. But she hiked back up to go back down where I traversed across to get back to the path, which took me a couple hours, Mm -hmm. but I still made it to the parking lot before her. I did not start to panic until about the four hour mark. That's when I was like... Mm, I haven't seen my hiking companion in four hours. I have no idea where she went. I'm at the car. We have no service. And I actually sent a message from my GPS, my Garmin, saying, might have an issue. 
haven't seen my hiking partner in four hours might need you to contact the ranger station. But I get that. I understand how you didn't panic till the fourth hour. But also, this isn't like some crazy you summited Mount St. Helens. Like, that's a big deal. Right, right. So this is a much smaller hike, a much smaller mountain. Much more populated. Right. So, but that's not to say that they didn't start panicking earlier and it just took them a while before they committed to actually calling for help. I just want to know if they all got beer and burritos. Like if they all left at the same time? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we don't know. When he did report her missing, they all claimed to be her family, which I don't find that strange. It's not that strange, but it did lead to the rest of her family not being notified Mm. that she was missing. We've talked about that before. Like, I want to know immediately if someone in my family is missing. I feel like that that's common sense, but that might just be me. Or if we had somebody hiking with us and they went missing, we would notify their family and the police. We would do both. Yeah. But you never know how people are going to respond in these situations. So when Patty didn't turn up for work the next day, her longtime boss immediately got in touch with her son, Alan Peterson. So she worked at Fred Myers. She'd worked there for 30 plus years. And this was really out of character. So after the first day that she didn't show up for work... He called her emergency contact, which was her son. Good job, boss at Fred Meyer. Not only was it unusual behavior for her to not show up for work, but she had also been telling or had told one of her coworkers that she thought her boyfriend was going to kill her. Wow. Yeah, so her not showing up for work made her boss even more uneasy. When he arrived at the house, he saw a suitcase filled with Patty's belongings in the trunk of a car. It was then that he was informed by Larry that her and her dog had gone missing the day before while hiking. Cool. Thanks, Larry. Also, he would not allow Alan into the house. Red flag. Red flag. Any boyfriend, any husband, anything that doesn't let the victim's families into the home. Suspicious. Suspicious. A search of Sock Mountain was launched by police and search and rescue. They scoured the steep terrain, the heavy brush... Their search also included quads, helicopters, infrared cameras, search dogs, but no sign or clue of Patty or her dog were found. Like I said before, tracking her by her phone was not an option because the group of hikers actually had her phone, her ID, and her car keys because her car was one of the cars in the parking lot. Yes, because that makes sense that Patty would have none of those things. Just to play devil's advocate a little bit here, if I didn't have pockets... And if I was hiking, Patty was not carrying a backpack. If I didn't have pockets and I was hiking without a backpack, I would 100% put my keys and my ID in the pocket of my boyfriend or the pocket of whoever I'm hiking with. Well, if she doesn't have a backpack, then that makes sense. The one thing that I have a small issue with is the phone. And that's because my phone when I'm hiking is my camera. But remember, she also has her dog. And you cannot hike Sock Mountain without having your dog on a leash. Legally, anyway. I'm not saying she did have her dog on a leash. But if she did, holding the dog leash and having her phone with no pocket to put in might have just been too much for her. So she may have handed the phone to somebody else to carry. You definitely want your dogs on a leash on this hike. One time when we were hiking Sock Mountain, this lady was up at the top. And to each their own. But she had two big dogs with her. And when we came across her, she was trying to tie one of her dogs to a tree. 
because the other dog had chased after a marmot. There's lots of marmots on this hike. Had chased off a marmot down trail down the steep terrain and she couldn't get the dog to come back. So she was going to go try and get the dog. We passed her. We asked her if she needed any help. She was like, no. I suggested she not go off trail and wait for the dog to come back. She was dead set on going off trail. That's fine. On our way back down the mountain, we passed her again because she never went to the top because she couldn't control the dogs. She now had both dogs in tow, but was struggling to stay on the trail because they were just yanking on her. So one, naughty dogs, right? They're obviously not well trained for hiking. But two, the trail is steep and it's really narrow. So it's hard to have a dog on this trail, let alone without a leash or if they're not well-trained. We'll post the last picture that was taken of her on this hike, but to me, it looks like she probably does not have pockets in the clothing that she's wearing. Some possibilities that we have right off the bat, right? Did she get lost on the trail? Did she get injured? Did she have issues with her equilibrium and maybe fall from somewhere? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Also, I'm kind of wondering, Her, it sounds like her dog is really loyal and really good, and so... I think no matter what, her dog's going to stay with her, right? Yeah. So two days after she went missing, her son Alan was searching along Sock Mountain Road. So not on the trail. But in adjacent road, yeah. He ran into Larry out there and thought he was acting suspicious. So I'm guessing Larry was out searching as well. I'm not really sure. The scent dogs did track her scent from the trail down to the parking lot at the bottom of the trail. This led police and searchers to believe that Patty was no longer on the mountain. But here's my problem with that. She started in the parking lot. So could the dog not be following her scent up and not her scent necessarily down? That's what I'm thinking. I don't know how a scent dog works. I mean, I would guess that her scent is there regardless of whether it was on her way up or on her way down, right? I would think. Anyway... This led them to stop searching after three days. I don't like that. They did not. They did. They stopped searching after three days because they no longer believed that she was on the mountain. I'm sorry, but can somebody please look for me for more than three days if I go missing? Yeah, we'll look for you. Like a solid five. I mean, at least a week. Come on. Not even a laugh at my solid five-day joke? No. I'm going to survive as long as I can out there, so don't stop searching after three days. Okay. This is why I hate that you go hiking by yourself, Mom. Not very often. Still. Okay. Patty was in relatively good shape. She is 65. Yeah. And she was training for a marathon at the time of her disappearance. So this marathon was going to be with her grandchildren in Alaska. Yeah. Even with this, though, you guys, she was not an experienced hiker. This was not something she did on a regular basis. She did not have skills or supplies or equipment. She was not dressed for cold weather, which is coming in fast at this point. Mm -hmm. The family started a Facebook page for Patty, which seemed to enrage Larry. Which I think is really weird. Another red flag. Just gonna pop it down there, pin it in. The same day Larry moved out of the house. Right. And the family had already been working on a court order in order to get into the house. Because remember, Larry won't let them in. And Larry, like, moved in with her. Moved in with Patty. Yeah, so I would be so frustrated in this situation. Anyway, we're going to move on. 26 days after she went missing, Bear was found. 
Aww. He was wandering on Sock Mountain Road between mileposts three and four. He was emaciated, but survived. This made police rethink the theory that she made it off the mountain. Are you fine? Like, which obviously this is, it's a little too late to adjust that or to fix that problem now, right? They already gave up searching after three days. So now they're like, oh, actually we think she might be on the mountain. And I read this somewhere. I don't, it's not really relevant, but I did read somewhere that Larry didn't let Patty's family keep the dog and that he moved from home to home after he was found. How can he even have authority over that? Exactly. I find that strange. I don't really know. I don't but know. Larry and his friends had been living in Patty's house and had been spotted around town driving her luxury cars. When the family finally got the court order to gain access, they found the house was trashed. There were beer cans everywhere. Her safe was empty. So here's another red flag. Gonna pin that one down too. So obviously this makes Larry suspicious. The titles to her cars were laying on the counter, which was kind of strange. I don't know if maybe he had some plan for them, but they were still there. Because of her caring nature, she had also allowed several of Larry's friends to live on her property. So there were people not only living on her property, but in her house as well. So some of them were in trailers, some of them were in the house. She also confided in a friend that her and Larry did not have a physical relationship. No, thank you. Larry claimed that he was impotent. Although this was later determined to be a lie and he was sleeping with multiple women and had even gotten one pregnant. Come on, Larry. Damn it, Larry. The family did decide to move Patty's luxury cars to another family member's garage. And wouldn't you know it, there was a drive-by shooting at that family member's house the very next day. Nobody was injured though. But less than a year after Patty vanished, he married a woman named Donica. Larry was arrested for assault on a police officer, and because of his probation, police came to search their house. They found drugs, a number of stolen weapons. Stolen weapons will really get you. Yeah. Including one that had belonged to a homicide victim. Mm-hmm. No biggie. Mm-hmm. No big deal. So, you guys, Larry, I, I didn't want to bash on Larry from the beginning, because we really don't know how much relevance there is to his past and this situation, right? And we'll get into theories a little bit later, but Larry is looking kind of bad, right? Just to give you guys a visual of what Larry looks like. He has prison tattoos across his neck. Yeah, so he has the numbers 5150 tattooed across his neck big numbers too. They look like bubble (laughs) letters or bubble numbers, I guess. I don't know. And there's some sort of symbol in between the five and the one. Uh, Let's just say a stencil was not used in any way, shape, or form during this one. And then he also has one teardrop on his left eye and two teardrops on his right eye. So make your own assumption about that, but there are theories as to why people do teardrops. But that's Larry, basically. He also had more than 30 convictions, one of which was for raping an 11-year-old girl. Disgusting. One was for violently beating and robbing someone. And another still was for a drive-by shooting 
where there was a house full of children. Damn it, Larry. Damn it, Larry. So Larry pleaded guilty to his charge, which was the assault on the police officer. Okay. He was sentenced to three years in prison, although he's actually serving 10, and I think that's on the additional gun charges. I know that stolen weapons are a large... It's a big charge. Yes. But his new wife, Donica, actually took the rap for a lot of the charges and was sentenced to 12 years in prison. Come on, Donica. Get Do together. better. Do, Do better. better. Donica handed over her power of attorney to a friend. So this is while she's in prison. She'd gotten sober in jail, you guys, and I think she was feeling pretty pissed off about things at this point. So she's having one of her friends go to the house and get her stuff, clear out her stuff, do take care of her stuff kind okay. of thing. This friend went over to the couple's house to go through her belongings. While there, she found a backpack in the attic. It was the same one that Larry had used on the hike. This backpack appeared to be covered in blood, and somehow Patty's son had gotten a hold of it and turned it into the police. Yeah, but nothing came of this, so I'm assuming it was not related or the blood it wasn't blood or I'm not really sure nothing seemed to happen from this information but it seems like that happened while Larry is in prison so his cousin Troy who'd been on the hike with him was in possession of Larry's custom Nova show car and then Matt and Chrissy who also had been on the hike lived rent-free in his house so there is speculation that this was to keep them quiet Like, say something did happen on the hike, that was what people were speculating. Troy and Nicole broke up shortly after Patty's disappearance, and Nicole actually committed suicide in 2013, leaving behind a child, too. Mm -hmm. So those are all things that people kind of point at as suspicious, but I don't know. So the family got ransom notes, someone calling themselves the Keeper. Yep, and these turned out to be unfounded as well. But basically, they claimed that she was alive. They also received tips that Larry and his family had killed her and dumped her body about a mile from the home. And the family did go search this area, but they found nothing. There are other incidents that have happened on Sock Mountain. In 2017, 69-year-old Karen Vaden died after falling while on the switchback side of the mountain. Her and her friends were about two-thirds of the way up when she slipped and fell about 70 feet. A helicopter was called in, but she died of her injuries before making it to the hospital. On October 23, 2017, a group of hikers noticed a car in the Sock Mountain parking lot when they had started their hike. When they came back down, it was still there, and they had not seen anybody else on the trail. There were also no other footprints in the snow. They notified the ranger station, and they discovered that the car had belonged to a missing Bellingham man. On October 24th, they launched a search, and a few days later, his remains were found. And you guys, we've actually, I'm sure this won't surprise you, but we have actually taken pictures of cars in parking lots when we have not seen that hiker while hiking. Because we do hike a lot of more rural areas that don't have a lot of people on the trails. So if we see a car in the parking lot, when we get to the parking lot, we're like, oh, four cars. And then as we're hiking, it's like, oh, there's two, there's three. And then we get back, if that fourth car is still there and we didn't see that fourth person, we'll take a picture of the license plate in the car just in case, because we never know where that person is. So on July 18th, 2018, a 71-year-old woman fell 100 feet down a steep embankment 
She was hiking with a group. They were able to climb down to her, but she had died from her injuries. There are a lot of steep areas that you could fall off Mm -hmm. on this hike. Yeah. So on August 2, 2008, Pamela Almy, I think that's how you say it. She's from Oso. She was hiking on the trail with a friend. She had just taken off her jacket and was bending over to put it into her backpack when her hiking companion heard a shot ring out. Her friend had been shot in the head by a 14-year-old boy who thought he was shooting a bear. Her friend actually hid in fear of her own life until the sheriff got there. You guys, he was out hunting with his 16-year-old brother. So it was a 14-year-old and a 16-year-old. So many issues with this. They were actually about 120 yards away from the women when the shot was made. Yeah, why are you hunting on Sock Mountain? It's actually not illegal to hunt on Sock Mountain. I'm sorry, how do you mistake a woman for a bear? It's a good question. A bear is really big. Exactly. The reason we gave you these cases is because it is very plausible that an accident could occur on this mountain. So, theories. Theories. Yeah. So, the most popular theory that I have read. You can guess it. Ready? Wait, think about it. Think about it. Larry did it. So, that's the most popular and the most common. I have one major issue with Larry did it, and that is six people is a lot of people to keep a secret for 10 years. It's been 10 years. Maybe they're afraid of Larry. Okay. So, Patty's son actually had a lot of hope when Larry was put in prison because he thought... This is going to crack the case. Whoever knows something and is scared to come forward will come forward now because Larry is in prison and can't hurt them. However, that has not happened. But also, we don't know what kind of stuff that Larry was involved with because he had a lot of drugs and money. Oh, well, yeah, of course. I, I don't think there's any question to why people might be afraid of Larry. I think that it seems unlikely to me that that many people could keep a secret. Now... I I don't know. I I struggle with this one. It is the most popular theory. Do I think that Larry came into her life to take advantage of her? Yes. 100%. Do I think that Larry probably would have harmed her at some point? 100%. Do I think that he killed her on Sock Mountain and six people managed to keep the secret? Maybe. I'm not saying it's impossible, but I do struggle with that theory personally. And I struggle with that. Did he do something wrong either way? Yes. He left her on that mountain. He didn't wait for her. He didn't go after her. I have a lot of issues with the way that things went down, regardless of whether or not he physically harmed her that day. And would I put it past the family to keep a secret like they left her there intentionally? I could see something like that happening. Like what if they all left her there? and Because maybe Larry conspired with them at an earlier time being like, hey, this... This lady got money, she got things we can take, she got cars. Right. So, do I think that's possible? Probably more possible than him actually murdering her up there and them all covering for that. Also, did Larry leave the group at any point in time after Patty wandered off the trail? Did he go to look for her without the rest of the group and say, I don't know. I couldn't find her, but really he pushed her off a cliff. We don't know. Because the group has been tight-lipped about sharing that information. Yeah. For whatever reason. Okay. So that's the Larry theory. The other theory is that she just really got lost. 
And we see this time and time again. And we see people unable to comprehend this time and time again, right? And I think that sometimes until you have that closure or until you know for sure, you just don't know. Could she just be lost out there? Yeah. I mean, we know that that's possible. People literally disappear off the face of the planet. We've hiked Sock Mountain before and we'll post, we'll, we'll try to find some pictures of the area from when we were hiking there. I know we posted some Sock Mountain pictures, but we'll post... With the snow that was there when we hiked it, which wasn't that long ago, it was in summer. We couldn't even really look and see what trail was the real trail. We didn't even go down to the lake when we did it. Yeah, and that was when we glissaded down, you guys. So if you remember that video that we posted with with us glissading, that was Sock Mountain. Mm -hmm. So that was where we hiked up to the top to see the view, but it was not the official trail. This trail does have snow on it year round. And in October, Mm -hmm. it would definitely have some snow. Definitely have snow. Could she be lost? Yes. Another theory that kind of is out there too is, so family gets to the parking lot. Patty's not there. They decide they need some snacks and some beer. By the way, I saw pictures of them at the top of the mountain. They were drinking beer up there too. So did they need more beer? I don't know, but they went for more beer. They go to get snacks and beer. Patty makes it to the parking lot, and then something happens to her there. Right? So someone else is involved. Someone someone else could be involved at that point. It could be a crime of opportunity. Or I would also like to know, if somebody did stay there, who stayed there in case Patty came back? Probably Larry. So these are questions that, without the answer to them, I feel like I can't give... 100% what my opinion is because I feel like there are there is some room for opportunities for something to go wrong and there's also room for opportunities for Larry to cause harm to Patty so yep also the family seems to really really believe that Larry is involved in the demise of Patty so a lot of the information you do find out there leans heavily on the Larry's involved theory And we're not saying Larry's not involved. I think Larry has some explaining to do personally. But we are saying that there are other possibilities as well. Right? I still, just because of what Larry has done, I still... uh... So there's been no sign of Patty since October 2nd, 2010. And she was declared legally dead. The day she went missing, she was wearing a long sleeve white shirt under a short sleeve blue shirt. A black sweatshirt with gray and red striped cuffs. And it also had the word Old Navy written in it in red. Yep. And she had, the last time she was seen, she had this sweater tied around her waist. She had blue jeans, sneakers. Blue jeans definitely have pockets in them, by the way. Mm. Yeah, they do. So sneakers, a gold ring on her right ring finger, and a gold cross necklace. Her fingernails were also painted red at the time of her disappearance. And remember, the only other personal item that she had on her would be her hearing aids. Mm -hmm. She had brown hair and green hazel eyes as well. Yeah, and remember, you guys, this is still an unsolved case. If you have any information or you know anything or maybe one of six people told you something, now's the time to come forward. Larry's in jail. I mean, Patty needs to be found, right? It's I mean, like 10 years later. It's been 10 years, you guys, and her family still just wants to bring her home. 
So if you do have any information on this case, you can call the Skagit County Sheriff's Office at 360-336-9450. And yeah, that's the case of Patty Krieger. So let us know what your guys' opinions are, because this one's a little more rocky, I think, where we don't really have that much information of what happened at the top. And I think disputing foul play is reckless, and I think disputing her being lost is reckless, right? I think that's what Search and Rescue did. And because of that, the search was called off after three days. So I I think that we can't really assume one way or the other, but I think, or I feel like, unless she's just lost out there, somebody knows something. If there was foul play in this case, somebody knows something. That is true. So let us know if you guys have a different take on this information. Yeah. I would love to, I would love it. I'm just confused. Yeah, and a lot of times when we present a case, we try to be really neutral about it. So I know sometimes we'll present a case and people will be like, what are you guys talking about? Of course that person's guilty. And we're like, well, of course we think they're guilty, but we try not to insert our opinion too much because uh, everybody interprets these things differently and we don't want... We're not trying to make anybody else come to the same conclusion that we come to. We're just trying to present all the evidence and everything that we can find on a case and let you guys figure out what you think. We'll also post a photo of Larry. Yeah, so be looking for that because maybe... I'm not saying appearance is everything or anything like that, (laughs) but... Larry looks real suspicious. He definitely looks like he'd give you a little shove to take your money. Take your money like off your a cliff. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we obviously have our opinions. I I do think that foul play is an option. I do think that being lost is an option. I just feel like we need more information about what happened at the top. Like, who left? Who stayed there? Did he ever... Did Larry ever go? But also, I think either way, Larry did wrong to Patty in general. Yeah. Would be how I would leave it. So, yeah. Let us know what you guys think. Thanks for listening. Go like our posts on social media. Follow us on Instagram at Lost in the Woods Podcast. Like our Facebook page. Uh, rate and review us. Yep. Share us on your stories. We'll share you back. Give us recommendations for episodes. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Especially international cases. I always enjoy those ones. I do enjoy those too, yeah. But yeah, thanks for listening, and we will see you guys next week. Yep. Bye. Hopefully everybody had a good weekend. I went hiking this weekend. Backpacking. Again. Again. Without me. Without Maddie. I'm sorry. But also, uh, my toenails are looking a little rougher. So I'm I'm a little rough today, you guys. I So I backpacked basically up to a summit, which was very hard to do. And then we had these really cool campsites that were up on this peak. So it's like this big peak, and the entire top of the peak is where your campsite is. And there's this rock wall around to protect you from the wind because it's super windy. And our tent collapsed about four times in the middle of the night while we were sleeping because it was so windy. And the ground was too hard to put the stakes in for my tent. And so I ended up smashing my finger trying to move rocks over, like make a pile of rocks over my stake for my tent so that it wouldn't fall over. 
So you can ask Maddie. My finger looks pretty. I'm convinced that it broke. <laughs> she the top of her pinky is facing the wrong direction, but like her other one's not bent like that. It's just like the top half where it looks like it got smashed. <laughs> Is facing in incorrect direction. I will admit my pinky does look a little crooked, but maybe it's always been like that and we just never noticed. I don't know. But it's pretty gnarly. I have like a blood blister on one side and then the top side, it just looks like somebody tried to rip off my pinky. And then my, one of my big toenails Do is... Do not touch your toenails. Oh, look. It's waving at you. I'm not looking at it. <laughs> so, <laughs> stop. <laughs> stop. So, my toenails... We're already black and blue from the enchantments that I did last week, you guys. And now they are, they're real bad. They're looking real bad. So I destroyed myself. I also got a bloody nose. I was falling apart on this hike, but it was really cool. I'll post some pictures of it. One of the prettiest hikes I've ever done. However, I'm real rough today because of it. But hopefully everybody found something fun to do this week. I didn't. You just hang out with your friends. That's the only thing you do. It's because I work. I know. I literally only have nights, and what am I going to do at nighttime? Exactly. After, like, 9.30. Yeah, you're kind of limited. But Maddie's got a couple days off coming up, so we're going to hopefully find an adventure to go on. We don't know why yet. Maybe get some tattoos? I have several days off. Which is super rare, so we're kind of panicking. Like, what are we going to do? we got to go do something. I have, like... Four or five days off. Yeah. We might get matching tattoos. We don't know yet. My friend that I summited Mount St. Helens with, guess what she's doing today? Mm, A hike. Yep. She's doing a hike and she invited me to go with her. Mm. Guess what hike she's doing? One we've done a case on. Yep. Vesper Peak. Mm. Yeah. I sent her a link to the episode and said, uh, I kind of want to live, but thanks. (laughs) I mean, the hike is pretty. It's a long The one. hike is really pretty. My my only issue with the hike was that they were starting really late in the day. Probably. And, I, like, 1.30. That's, like, an eight-hour hike. Yeah. So. If you're, like, normal pace and go all the way to the top and. Yep. So, I like to start really early. I don't like starting late. I don't like hiking. I don't mind hiking in the dark at the beginning of a hike, but I don't like hiking in the dark at the end of a hike. If that makes any kind of sense. It's just the my preference. But um, I told her uh, maybe start earlier because I don't want her to be on my podcast. And she replied with, well, make sure I sound sexy on your podcast. I was like, Jesus Christ, can you please message me when you get down? Thanks. I'm going to say she's going to text you at like 930. Because mm-hmm. once they get into service, because mm. mm-hmm. I'm de- pretty sure there's no service. I think she'll make it before that. I think they'll hike fast. They'll be motivated to hike fast, but we'll see. So, yeah, we'll see about that one. Okay. Why do you have cranes in your pocket? I don't know. I don't know how the <laughs> My mom, she, she just... She just silently took out four crayons and placed them on the bed and said nothing. I honestly don't even know why there's four crayons in my pocket. I didn't put them there and I don't... Remind you, they're all unpeeled, half-broken half crayons, too. Yeah, so somebody was putting crayons in my pocket. So... She's coming down here. I know, I hear her. Hey, again? Yeah, we're recording, dude. Why are you in 
Oh, because this is where we wanted to record here. That's where we wanted to record always. Yeah. Did you put your jammies on but leave your bathing suit bottoms on? Yeah. Why do you put panties on? So we're wearing bathing suit bottom. We are wearing air park for the trampoline park socks, a pajama top, and Phoenix just brought me her vitamin gummies to take, which she always takes before bed, and all of this uh, hours before bedtime. The Pac-Man colors? Oh, the crayons are Pac-Man colors. Oh, yeah, they were in my sweater pocket. Yeah. Did you do that? Yeah. Why? Because you... I wanted you to have the Pac-Man colors. Okay. So, Phoenix, what? why are you already ready for bed? Phoenix, do you want to tell us why you're getting ready for bed? Yeah. I'm getting ready for bed because it's close to bed. Oh, that's true. Okay. Take these back upstairs and close the doors, please. Okay, I'm sorry. It's okay. We're almost done, okay? So, just go back upstairs, close the doors. Love you. Love you, too. This, we should print out this script so then I can stick all the red flags, like get little red yeah, flags and stick right? them all in where Larry does something really red suspicious. Flag, red flag, red flag. God yeah. damn it, Larry. Larry's almost Gary. Larry is pretty close to Gary. God damn it, Larry. God damn it, Larry. All right. Okay. And if you don't get that joke, go listen to our episodes.